0: We are here with Gautam Ji once again to continue the series of talks uh, on Living the Teachings of Sai Baba, and today, Gautam, uh, could you speak to us about Baba's core teachings, that is Shraddha and Saburi, and what
1: devotees can really imbibe from that? Sure, Nikhil, uh, firstly, many people have spoken about Shraddha and Saburi. So, I do not have much to add on this, um, but just perhaps to ask your viewers to look a little deeper on these two words and let us take Saburi first, which means patience. You see? Now, okay, have patience, right? Most of us are being patient, impatiently, because we want a certain outcome, and then we say, we read Shraddha and Saburi, we must be patient. I must be patient. Why? Because I am being impatient. So now I make an exercise to start becoming patient. But what is... Baba referring to, according to my understanding, with the word PATIENCE. You see, it comes back to the point we were discussing, that true patience means living in the now, living in the moment. So, as Maharaj said, the road is the goal. The journey of life itself is the goal, how we are living it, not a goal at the end, where then we are all messed up and you know going at an insane speed, thoughts are all over the place, thinking is getting entangled, and we are rushing towards a goal. So, when the word saburi is used, Patience means living in the moment. That is when one is truly patient, because one has faith, coming to the word Shraddha, that whatever be the outcome, all I can do is put in my best, but the results are not in my control. In whose control are they? The divines, Sai Babas. So, if one truly accepted that the results are not in my control, what automatically happens is saburi. You see? But what we do is we are trying to wait for a particular outcome to happen, which we like, which we want. That is why, when we say that we are being patient, we actually have to really look deeply to see, are we really being patient, or are we telling ourselves that we are being patient? So, these two words are so connected, because with true patience, the natural outcome is... Shraddha, faith, that whatever is meant for my highest good is going to happen. Not the faith that I will get what I want. You see, because invariably we may want certain things and after we get them, we realize it was not good for me. Let's say we are hankering after a specific relationship. I want it, I want it, I want it, and we get the relationship, and six months later, we realize it's an incompatible relationship. That is the limitation of us thinking we know what is good for us. Which is a big problem. You see, because this is circling back to the me. I know what is good for me. Leave it to the Lord. Leave it to the Lord to know what is good for you. Coming back to this same subject, I received an email yesterday, there was this girl and boy, they were seeing each other, and another girl came on the scene. Right. So now, the boy was distracted. (coughs) This girl wrote to me, the first girl, she said, ''Now with understanding the teachings, I have the full acceptance that this happened because it had to happen. I am not blaming the second girl. I don't hate her. I have now seen that my relationship with this boy was great while it lasted. Now whether or not it continues, because this new person has come on the scene, is God's will. This is called living the teaching, you see. She said she has accepted totally that this was meant to happen, otherwise, it would not have happened. Now, which way the boy moves, she is very clear, there is no blame. She is neither blaming him, nor is she blaming the girl. But she will witness whether he stays in this relationship or moves away, which brings peace of mind. So this is precisely it. You know, this is why when we say, Babas, Leelas, Babas, Leelas, are for what? The Leelas are for us to discover ourselves, to see for ourselves what is actually happening. Mm. That is the reason these Leelas are there, but we get stuck in reading them just as stories, which have got nothing to do with us, but these are Baba's stories, what happened in Baba's life. But these are opportunities given to us in subtle ways to show us the way through our own lives you see and the circumstances within our lives those are the that is really the key takeaway of these stories mm-hmm. you know the beautiful messages which come through them mm-hmm. because stories stay in one's mind that is why many spiritual masters have also given messages through stories plus these were actual events which happened which were written down mm-hmm. So for us, it is as if we are there at the time, you see, they are invaluable. But the point is, there must be a constant application of it in one's own life. So coming back to Shraddha and Saburi, you know, these are running parallelly, you cannot have one without the other, but we need to see that this Goal of Shraddha and Saburi is not the Me with its limited wants. It is the entire open expanse of Being. I have faith that whatever happens is for my own good, and I have patience because I know that the results are not in my control so these are very important pointers and they need to be thoroughly looked at and lived you see because we don't live with patience something else will come into our minds and our mind starts running away somewhere else but to live with patience is very crucial to the journey of self-discovery, because with true living with patience, an acceptance comes that this is my Leela, you can call it that, whatever's happening is meant to happen, and I have true faith that God knows best and not this little me. That is when one starts living the teachings of Sai Baba.
0: It seems like the biggest hurdle is this little me in everything. And even in what you were just saying earlier, it's essentially the crux is the lesser if people can identify with this me and you know be self concerned, the less, or rather, the more of the self concern that drops off, the light shines forth by itself.
1: Absolutely. And where did this begin? See, the Ego itself came in at the age of one and a half to two years, when the baby realised that if I do something, I will get what I want. Till then, the universe was providing for the baby, the milk was coming from the mother's breast. Hmm. But then the baby starts realising that if I cry, my mother will come running. That is when the Ego starts being formed. If I do something, something will happen. So even the creation of the Ego is not something we did, it is the structure of consciousness which became identified with a specific body and name. So the Ego is the sense of identification with name and form as a separate entity. But we started now living life as this separate entity, based on doership. One example I give is of a child running around in the house. Okay, Now, the nature of children is to run around, and the child knocks an expensive object, a curio, down to the floor, which the parent paid a lot of money for. So what happens? The parent screams at the child, What did you do? Why did you drop that? Be more careful! This child now starts growing up that I did something which was bad. What has actually happened is the child was being the child. The child knocked something down, an object. The child does not know the value of the object, the value is assigned by the parent who paid for that object but the child's conditioning becomes so strong that I did this, and I didn't do that. We grow up with the sense of Doership. This is what we were talking about earlier. The Ego becomes encrusted with, this is me, this is me, this is what I do, and this is how I am separate from others. So we become these bundles of separate identities. Now, the journey of discovery is to discover that this sense of separation is not the truth, that if Doership is dropped, and everyone is seen as an instrument of the Divine, then the identified consciousness starts expanding. That is why my teacher Ramesh Ji said, Love is the absence of separation, and separation is the absence of love. Or Ramana Maharshi, the great sage, when he was asked, how can one truly love another? He said, but there are no others. What did he mean? It was not a play of words. What he meant was, without the sense of separation, Everything is seen as happening according to Consciousness, according to the Divine. In that sense, there is no separation. Of course, in manifestation, we are separate objects. We are not merging into each other in a vibrational field and living a different reality, but we are living with this understanding, with this knowing, that there is truly no separation. You see, so that becomes the way one is living one's daily life, because ultimately it boils down to peace of mind in daily living. Everything comes down to that. Nirvana is Shanti.
0: Kautam, just talking about Saburi, one of the things that I have observed that people practice patience, or they think they do, but underlying that, in a very subtle way, somewhere down the line they have a goal of some desire or some wish that they feel Baba will fulfil at some point in time, and they have faith that Baba will do it and he may. If it is good for them and if it's meant to happen, it may. Sure. But the thing is, there still is this personal me that has decided that it wants something. It is not a. it is not surrendered to Baba yet. It still has, oh, this desire, I'll be patient, I'll have faith. But this is very conditional in one way. Could you talk of unconditional patience, unconditional faith? You see,
1: as you rightly pointed out, let's take it by an example. Hmm. Supposing, God forbid, I'm really unwell, okay? Really, really unwell, to the extent that the doctors say that, you know, it's a 50 50 chance. Now, there are two things that could happen. One is I have complete faith that Baba is going to make me okay, and let's say I'm 85 years old... okay. or the other is, I have complete faith that whatever is best for me will happen. Now, you see, what the Me can think it is doing is, it has such tremendous faith that I will get okay, I will survive this. You may get okay, but the rest of your life is in bed. Whereas, in some circumstances, the best thing that could happen is to drop an ailing body. So you see, the limitation of the me is, I think what is best for me is, yes, I will see this through, and this is my goal, and this is where my faith rests. But is it the best for you? Supposing life is such a burden for you from that point on, that you feel that, my God, why did I wish this, then you live a regret. So, faith is this, because you see, when we have a specific faith based on what we think, there's always an underlying tension. There's That tension can become frustration when I feel I'm not getting what I want, because time is passing by, I had full faith, now my faith is wavering, because I am not getting what I want. So we have to be very careful when we think we have faith, it may not be true, True. because we may just think we have faith. Mm. But that is why one keeps coming back again and again to this, that true faith is the total acceptance that whatever happens is God's will, because with that true faith, one will not have sleepless nights. But if our faith is not that deep, and we just have it as a concept, but we are anxious, we are depressed, we think we have faith, but then that is not true faith, because this faith depends on a particular outcome which I want.
0: And you know, you raised a very important point that suppose the man is bedridden, and that actually is not... Uh, for example baba would say this there were many devotees who would pray to baba even when he was in body that save everyone you know devotees would come with ailments and in some cases people would pass away but he, only he could see you know past lifetimes and what will incarnation they will take and this life would have become an impediment to their progress there you have it Exactly. exactly. So, this yes. is something people must understand for themselves and their loved ones that in case there is a difficulty, a passing, a loss, the human mind cannot judge and understand what Baba knows because he sees the whole picture. We see a very, like, you know, almost through a keyhole. Yes. And they'll base judgments on that, on Baba as well. Yes. That we know what is best. But truly, it is only Baba who can see the whole picture. So, one must. ...have faith and trust in that.
1: Yes, like my teacher used the example of a huge canvas, a huge painting. Mm. Since you're a painter, Mm. you'll understand this. Not really. Let's say it's 100 feet in length, (laughs) okay? And it's in a dark warehouse. Yes. So in the night, you enter the warehouse with a small pen light... and you walk across to look at the painting. You are only seeing that sliver of painting which is lit up which is, let's say, an inch, but everything else is dark, right? So we individuals can see only that. We cannot see the bigger picture, the magnificent tapestry of creation, which someone like Sai Baba can see. We don't have that information with us, but we base all our wants, all our needs, on just that thin thing we have seen. You see? So that is why it is best that it is left to these Masters and to God to take care of our journey of life. I would like to give another example here. There is a book called A Search in Secret India by Paul Brunton. So Paul Brunton had gone to Varanasi, and he met India's leading astrologer at the time, so he asked him, He said, ''Do you read your own horoscope?'' And the astrologer looked at Paul Brunton and said that the day I started accepting that whatever happens is God's will, I stopped reading my horoscope. That sums it up.
0: Gautam, I would want to probe a little more into this for devotees, that essentially, this example we both shared, that only the Master can see the full picture. So if one sees everyday life, events, even small things, one truly doesn't know what is good for oneself, wouldn't that be a point? almost like an opening, that understanding, to surrendering to Baba, that Baba, only You see the bigger picture for Me, and then as a
1: practice, one can make this sasadna. It actually becomes the way of living. It is, It's no longer even a practice, because you start looking at whatever happens in your day through this lens. So it's really not something one has to do, because you will see, that this is the way you're looking at things. It's like the example of... driving. One day you get your driver's license, right? But you're still new to driving, you're still struggling through heavy traffic, you're nervous, you're tense. Now, let's say three years have passed, four years have passed, and you're driving down the same road, which four years ago you were really stressed about driving down. But after four years, you look back, you finish the journey, and you say, My God, this drive was so peaceful. But when I started out four years ago, it was so stressful, you see. So, what happens with these teachings is the journey of life, when you look back, you realize that, My God, I've changed. What I would have said, or done, or spoken, or whatever, four years ago, without being exposed to the teaching, is so different from today, then you look back and see how it has impacted your life. Mm -hmm. It's only when you look back, you feel, wow, you know, I truly am living differently and seeing differently from what it was some time ago. Mm -hmm. Some people can see this like three months ago compared to where they are today. There's a difference. Some people see it over a larger frame of time but the main thing is the scene. you see, because you start seeing things that way. That is the beauty, I think, God is so compassionate, that just being exposed to them is the opportunity to transform us. The only difference is that let us be exposed in awareness, and bring it down to experience and to daily living to walk the talk, as they say.
0: True. So Gautam, thank you for this. There are more questions which will be put in the next segment, which will essentially be on seekers, disciples and devotees. Mm -hmm. You know, many people jump from one path to the other, but then you come to Baba, you surrender to Baba and stay there and let Baba do everything. So Gautam, I'll pose these questions to you in the next segment. Thank you. Please do stay tuned for that.